Coming up is some important information from Malane and Lindsay solicitors of 191 Mile Street Tea Gardens. Phone 49287300. Welcome. Today I'm in the studio with Robert Lindsay from Malane and Lindsay solicitors, Newcastle and Tea Gardens. Hi, Robert, and welcome to the studio. Thanks for joining me. Good morning, Annie. Our topic of discussion for this interview is life estates and rights of residents. Can you elaborate on that, Robert? Well, I can. Life estates and rights of residents are becoming useful tools with estate planning. Robert, what is a life estate in a property? Annie, a life estate is a right to use a property in accordance with the terms and conditions of the grant of the life estate or the period of the life of the recipient of the life estate. I know that's wordy, but that's the person who has the benefit of the life estate can either live in the property or he or she can rent the property or use it in some other way. Oh, but okay. they don't own the property. They just have a, a right. So what is a right of residency? Well, it's similar, and there is an overlap between life estates on occasions and rights of residency. A right of residency exists where an individual has a right to live in a property subject to terms and conditions of created by the uh, or determined by the person who gives the right of residency and they can live in the property for life or a shorter period of time. Okay. Why are life estates or rights of residence created? Well, this is where you get down to the nitty-gritty, Annie. I'll start with the rights of residency. They're usually created as a part of estate planning. We live in a land of blended families now, and oftentimes a couple, and it's best to explain using an example, oftentimes a couple will own a property, live happily in the property, own it jointly, but ultimately when the second of them dies, they want their interest in the property to pass to their children. So the husband might have two children from a previous marriage, the wife might have a couple. They have an obligation to provide for each other, and they want to provide for each other, but when the second of them dies, they want their interest in the property to pass to their children. So a right of residency is often created under the will of, of each of the husband and wife. So that when the first one dies, the property can be occupied and continue to be occupied by the surviving spouse. And then when he or she dies, the property can be sold and the interest of each husband and wife pass through to their, their children, thereby uh, achieving a result. However, life estates are different, or they can be different, and they are usually created for the purpose of enabling an asset in an estate to be used by an individual, whether as their home or for other purposes. For example, a life estate may be left in a property to an individual, and he or she already has a home and has no interest in living in the property for which they've received the life estate. They can rent the property, collect the rents, and comply with the terms and conditions and continue to do so until the day they die. Oftentimes this tool is used by people when preparing or doing their estate planning and some would say it's ruling from the grave but it's to protect individuals from themselves. So a couple may have a, a son who is uh, as soon as he receives a house under the terms of a will will sell it and spend the money. They don't see it that way so they create a life estate in that property whereby he can live in the property or he can collect the rents, he can spend them as he wishes, but then when he dies, the house passes on to other beneficiaries, perhaps his children, perhaps other people. So that's one of the reasons that a life estate is chosen over a right of residency. 
So it's, it's sometimes it's to protect beneficiaries from themselves or to protect the family's wealth for future generations. Okay, Robert. So what happens if the beneficiary can no longer live in the property? Well, that really depends upon the terms and conditions attaching to the right of residency or the life estate. Do the simple one first. With a life estate, usually nothing, because a life estate, as I've said, isn't just for a right of residency. It can be used for to generate income from the property. With a right of residency, obviously, if the uh, person who or the recipient of the right of residency ceases to live in the property, then it comes to an end because the property falls vacant and the property would then pass to the uh, residual beneficiaries or whoever under the document creating the right of residency would ultimately receive the property. Having said that, it often is a condition that if a person who receives a right of residency abandons a property, it comes to an end in any event. Okay. Are there risks associated with life estates or rights of residency? Well, always risks, Annie, because we, we can't predict the future. It often swings on what the conditions are attaching to the right of residency or the life estate. It's usual that the recipient of the life estate or the right of residency is it's a condition that they pay the council rates, water rates, any other tax attaching to the property such as land tax. They're obliged to keep it insured. They're obliged to maintain the property. On occasions, arguments arise as to whether the property is being adequately maintained. So it goes without saying that uh, if a right of residency is created or a life estate, that an inspection take place at that time that it's triggered so that it minimises any disputes. There are other problems as well that might arise. Sometimes people, and I say this whimsically, but people just live too long. For an example, a right of residency might exist in respect of a person who's, who only, is only 50 or 60 when the owner of the property dies, and they might go, we all live longer now, they might go until they're 95. The residual beneficiaries make it difficult for that person because they want the property. Another sleeper is capital gains tax. The tax office treats a right of residency as an asset. And if the recipient of the right of residency or the life estate relinquishes that before it would normally come to an end, then they are disposing of an asset and there can be capital gains tax consequences. So it's very important to get advice before you hand back the right of residency. And for that matter, if you intend to create a right of residency in your will or a life estate within your will or by some other way, proper advice should be obtained because uh, there can be implications which will cost money in the long, the long run. Well, thank you for your time today, Robert, and the advice on this subject, very informative. Enjoy the rest of your day and also thanks to Malane and Lindsay, Newcastle and Tea Gardens. Malane and Lindsay are proud sponsors of Mile Coast Radio.